Welcome to the fucking show. Gentlemen, boys and girls, fellas are back after a little bit of a break, holiday break for at least the American folk. Welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. What up, what up? And this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. How are ya? Kind of have a lot to catch up on. We're not going to really touch on everything, but there is some stuff. I mean, there isn't a lot to talk about, but at the same time, there is. Uh, we'll dive all into that. And you got another phenomenal Bobby's Corner coming your way. I haven't heard it yet, but I, I trust my words. Downtown never lets you down. Um, unless you're <laughs> on the cheats, then that's a different story. But we'll worry about that another day. Brett, my brother from another mother, what's going on, dog? Not much, dude. Not much. Just came back from uh, doing a quick beer run for the pod. Got you some Jaeger bombs, so I'll be taking a shot for you and sending one over. Um, and that will wrap it up. Oh, whatever <laughs> number of this is. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it, this is my favorite time of the year, dude. I was saying it to you before we hopped on. The fucking chicken little fans are out. The sky has fallen. <laughs> I couldn't be happier. The Bruins are on a losing streak. I've been saying it to you and the fellows in group chats and playing challenge stuff. This is exactly what we need at this time Perfect. of the year. I'd even, I'd, I'd even take another one after Christmas at some point. But um, yeah, there's a lot to get. There's a lot. There's not a lot, but plenty to get into for this episode. So, uh, like you said, we missed last episode for the holiday. I still got some turkey in me because I'm a fucking <laughs> psycho. But um, yeah, I'm buzzing right now. I'm I'm ready for a win tonight, and I'm possibly going. Unfortunately, I can't make it down to Boston for my birthday weekend. My new job fucked me, but might be going to see the Bruins and Leafs game uh, on Saturday. So there's a. There's a positive out of all this. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Be behind enemy lines. Yeah, that place will be fucking bumping. Holy shit. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Um, Some, yeah, some ugly stuff. Some actually all ugly, really, right now. I don't really know where to start because we're kind of freeballing this epi, too. But, like, Mm. fuck, like, where do you start at this point? Because let's... Let's not talk about the Tampa game because that was just a horrible collapse. And th- those types, those yeah. types of games, like that's a winnable game, and like you know what you need to do. There's not much to talk about. Like you gave up in the last five minutes, pretty much. You yeah, know I, I, mean? more, I more so want to talk about like uh... I do want to talk about how well they played in in Florida though. After that, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I like thought, that, that was a great that was a great period, game, but. That was a great first period by Allmark. We don't really have to yeah. get like No, I just wanted to talk about how it was a good it was a nice it was nice to see them bounce back like that after their abysmal last five last Ford F one fifty final five of that uh Tampa <laughs> game. 
Yeah, it, it's that that was I mean, once they tied it up with seconds left, you knew. I mean, fuck, did they even touch the fuck? Is that a Heineken Silver? No, it's an Arizona hard. Oh, it got me all horned yeah. up. Reason, oh, fuck. If I had Heineken <laughs> Silvers, you'd know, baby. Yeah, I figure. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you tell this me? Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's that was an ugly game. They, I don't, I don't even know if they touched the fucking puck in overtime, but they responded great the other night against Florida, against a team that's, I mean, that's kind of been fucking it's on your thorn head. in your side. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, uh, I mean, obviously dates back to last season, but um, mm-hmm. those, those are games are- you want to be up for. Yeah, not a great start, but a good answer. Allmark was ready from the jump. The others weren't. They eventually woke up and they laid the pipe, baby. But dude, I was thinking about this real quick. I don't know how you don't play Allmark every game if you play Florida in the playoffs. Guys on a mission to beat them. You know what I mean? Like love Sway and what he's been like Swesna through and through. I've been on the Swesna train since it started, but. Fuck does Allmark turn it up uh, against Florida? It was so funny too. I had that tweet about how uh, Kachuk ran into Allmark, and I was like, "So so crazy." Allmark didn't get up and fight him. You know, people are right. We need to trade him for toughness in our top six. So many people thought I was being serious. I was like, "Fuck, you can't even joke on this app anymore." You, you but many people with that. Oh, it's so and like I try not to do like the. The like cliche gimmick, um, trolley shit, but you, you know what, you know when I'm out there trolling. All Mark, all Mark was playing, played fucking amazing that game, and 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 then it just it, it goes in. One thing I'm gonna mention before we go into this fucking three game losing streak the Bruins are on could be four, I don't even know, we won't know until tomorrow, but holy shit. <laughs> the one thing I do want to say about it is they hadn't practiced in like nine days. And they had like the worst schedule going into the Detroit New York games. And everyone has tough schedules. I get it. But like the Bruins has been exceptionally bad this year. Um, and like, I think the Columbus game is inexcusable. The Rangers game, wake the fuck up. But like that Detroit game, dude, they didn't get into Boston on Wednesday until like 430 in the morning or something like that. And then like half the team went and did that Thanksgiving turkey drive with Chucky Thursday morning. And then they played them one o'clock on Friday. No practices, all travel and charity work. Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's excusable because you should show up to every game, but like there is scheduled losses. Like, let's just all be serious. Yeah. I mean, you, you knew going into Friday's game, you're in for a battle. Uh, and and also n- not only that, traveling for the holiday too. Detroit's had your number for the past couple of years. Yeah, Detroit's. I mean, Detroit's Detroit. I'm not really worried about like, yeah, that was an ugly loss, but whatever. The one that really sticks out to me is the most recent one, the Columbus one. Uh, not that I'm like hitting the panic button by any means, but they showed just no life. I think those quick early goals from Columbus, and I know, I know. Uh, Swayman got pulled and he got pulled pretty quick. He had a short leash and, and Monty did it basically to try to wake up the team in front of him. And they just didn't wake up. Uh, they no. really showed no, I mean, Matty Potts had a nice fucking goal, but I mean, that was a little too late by that point. It was nice they, to see him get it though. 
No, it was. I, I'm hoping it, uh, he can build some momentum off mm-hmm. that, some uh, some confidence. But I just, man, it, it's 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 it was bound to happen. It's disappointing yeah. the effort they showed while it happened. I think that I think that's pretty fair to say. Like you knew this three game loss was going to happen at some point. Like we were not going to go win 145 games again this year. Like I I I know it's a fucking everyone thinks it's like McAvoy said when you you get so so used to winning all the time that losing hurts that much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like like the New York game, holy fuck, throw out the tape. Like, yes, there's stuff you can learn from that game, but, like, that was yeah. just an abysmal effort, Brent. The, the game you want to watch over and over is, like you said, that Columbus game. Like, the fight wasn't there. That's an easily bounce-backable game. We've seen them bounce back from games like that in the past couple of years, like this core that we have right now. And it almost seems like, especially for guys like Marshawn, like, the Bruins are still expecting Patrice Bergeron to win them those games. Do you have that vibe too? Like there's games where you just see Marshawn like give up and it's like, you can't do that anymore, man. You don't have the, you don't have the greatest two way player of all time. That's really been my only concern. Uh, Well, not, not only concern, but that was one of my biggest concerns kind of going into the season. Obviously never had a doubt in Marshy, like Marshy always, I mean, he brings the fire every night. Just mm. you've never really seen him respond necessarily as like the leader. He's been a leader, but not the leader. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you have rookies on your team and you have like a new identity in a sense, I, I shouldn't say new identity, but I mean, you just in recent years lost two of the best captains to ever do it in the Boston Bruins organization. Mm-hmm. And now he's the next guy. Don't get me wrong. He's a phenomenal player. He's been a, on a bit of a cold streak, but outside of that, like he's he's been phenomenal this season. I mean, even friggin' Mikey Grinelli on Spin Chicklets had a crazy stat this week on Marshy since entering his thirtieth, uh, since entering the season into his thirtieth in into his thirties. He he's producing more than a point per game. It's like one point seven six or something like that. Something absurd. I, I'm, I'm totally botching it, but mm-hmm. the, not a stack guy. Yeah, not a stack guy. What's the <laughs> guy at all? <laughs> I test. I, I, I test more like shower. I test, but yeah, I yeah, test yeah. Guy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only part. Where, that's the that's all all I'm good at. But yeah. um, he he mentioned something about how like the stats and the numbers he's been producing. There's only been a few other players to do that. Um, oh, shit. Studies. Breaking news. What? Fuck you, Sullivan. The Flames have acquired a fifth-round pick in the 2024 draft, a third-round pick in the 2026 draft from Vancouver in exchange from Nikita Zadorodov. And this dildo thought you were, we were going to get a <laughs> and first round. What a And Lysel. Dude, we could have got, we probably could have swapped Forbert and a fucking third for him. Oh, easily. Forbert's worth a fifth, right? The thing is, I wouldn't want to swap Forbert in a third because you're not drafted until the third round. Uh, I would do Forbert in a seventh, sure, but. Or Forbert in the fifth. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. 
Breaking news. <laughs> Fuck you, Sullivan. Yeah. And <laughs> another another L for Sully. <laughs> but um yeah, so he's going to Toronto. That's uh they actually have a defenseman. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's nothing special, but they did just lose Giordano for a little bit, uh, week to week, so whatever. Um Zadorov isn't a guy that has me shaking in my boots when we play Toronto, and I doubt he'll even he's play Vancouver. What's he it? Oh, to, Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh, oh, we don't shit. even have to play him. Oh, okay. Never mind. I I don't know why I thought I heard Toronto. I don't know. Well, I know Toronto is tied to him, but no good for Vancouver. That means they're trying to make be legit this year. But uh, what was I saying before? Sorry. I just I had to shit on Sullivan for that. No, no. Uh, any, any chance we get a shit? Any chance we get a chance? Any chance? <laughs> any time we get a chance to shit on him? Holy fuck! It's been a long day. <laughs> Anytime we get a chance to shit on him, I'm all for it. Um, love you, buddy. Uh but don't worry, I just tweeted at him. I I, I think I was talking about marshy and stuff oh I, yeah 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 how that it, it was a concern i, just, I, I was worried not about his it. effort but yeah like he lost one of his best friends his his centerman and his basically everything right and i was wondering how he would respond to like when you're when you're down quick or like if you need a little bit of fight from this team because obviously he's had to change his game a little bit he can't go around licking people sucker punching people slew footing people whatever he can't do that anymore. So, uh, I mean, you never could, but yeah, with the C on his chest, it's a little bit different now. But I don't know, man. Like, fuck, I, I just, I, uh, I didn't really see any fight out of him. Like, I, I just, I didn't see him really respond Sunday night. See, is this Mark? Monday night? Yeah, Monday night. Monday night. Is this Marshawn post-hip surgery now, though? Like, can we... We all have to... You know what I mean? Like, I know... Well, I'm not saying... He's going to dip a bit. I think he's been still pretty fucking good this year, though. Yeah, no. That's what I was going to get at. Like, it's, I'm not saying he's bad at all. Or he, but he's definitely taking a step back. And like you said, he's not in the antics that he used to be, you know... One plus one I, equals two, unfortunately. What the fuck? It does? It, I, I think so. Does it? Can we get a... Can I call somebody on this? Yeah, <laughs> can I call in a friend? Phone a friend? Um, what the fuck is this? I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing, too. Sometimes it felt like in previous years he had to do stupid shit like that to get himself into the, into the game. He's got to find a way... So he's got to find a way to like he's he has to figure it out. I mean, he's been in the league fucking long enough. Like he needs to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes his game can be so frustrating. He tries a little bit too much. And that's what I saw Monday night was. I mean, you saw it several times over the last few games, him just trying too much and then losing the puck. I like, you, he's you know what? I'm not a fan of a machine lately. You know what I'm not a fan of, and I'm kind of eating my words on this because at the beginning of the season, I was like, I think this should be our top line. I don't love Marshawn, Zaka, and Pasternak together. 
I find there's too much quid on that line at times between Marshawn and Pasternak. Wildly enough to say that, but like I really would like to see, especially with JD poking his head up again, I would really like to see them go back to. I don't know who you put. This is where you maybe do need to go out and get a top six forward. Maybe not, maybe a middle six forward. So you're not breaking the bank, but like I, I would really like to see Marshawn. Patra and DeBrusque back together. And then I don't know who you put with Zaka. Maybe you put Heinen with Zaka and Pasternak for now. He's fast. He's capable. But like, I also really like the JVR Coil Frederick line. And I, I don't want to see that split up. Too. It's like you don't want to split up that line, especially that line. Two things I don't want to split up that Coil line and Zaka and Pasta. But yeah. Maybe you throw maybe you throw JD up with them to see if there's a spark and put like I know that's the line right now, Marshawn, Potra, and Heinen. We've been like, trying dude, so hard to get this guy going now. Dude, this is my thing. Like you got I like I, I said it to you and a couple other people, but I would love for them to go out and get like if Seattle and Ottawa still aren't playing good, like a, a an Eberly or a Tarasenko, like you know those middle sex sex, those middle sex. <laughs> Those middle sex veterans that, you know, have been there before, like Tarasenko won a cup against us. Eberly's, you know, very well-rounded veteran. See, what I really want is a right-handed shot winger. Like, you you have too but many. Eberly. Eberly. You know, Eberly like yeah, I don't yeah. think Tarasenko's the guy. He's been struggling up there. I yeah. just, I'm, I'm just I'm think of cheap more. wingers yeah. that you're not, that'll fit under the cap the where you can is, still go get a depth Ottawa, defenseman. I don't think Ottawa would sell him cheap for us but no i don't I, think so either, I, I get what you, i get what you're saying though like Everly, just like a middle six winger like that that can put the puck in when you need it yeah uh, no that, that's exactly what you need and even though everly's been struggling uh in in seattle maybe it's just he he just needs to change the scenery i mean he's kind of been a suitcase like majority like, of his career right you yeah you throw him with marshawn and patra or debrusque and patra that's a decent middle six line yeah, no, no, it is. I mean, the thing is, Patra, you knew this, you knew this was coming. It was ine- mm-hmm. inevitable. But like, he's still playing good on both sides of the puck, which well, is the key thing you have to mention in, in the lineup too, and not yeah. in health bombed. Is that he might not be producing offensively, but he is still being, he's still perfectly capable of staying in the lineup and helping out the team win night in and night out. I and mean. Like, this isn't a knock on Steen because me and you have both agreed he's been playing well. Your next guy up is Steen. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's a big jump from Potra to Steen. Love Steen and what he's been doing, but he's a 13th forward fourth line guy. We've 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 come to the conclusion of that. There's nothing wrong with that. Lauko was drafted as a uh, skill guy and he's a great fourth line staple for us right now. I would like to see a li- I, I I'm curious to see how Lauko's play is taking the cage off this is his first game without the cage he's been yeah he's noted multiple times it's it's annoying him it's hindering i wonder if we see him get shot out of a fucking cannon tonight which would be nice i i hope so but part of me thinks that he's going to be like hesitant you know what i mean he's he's just going to be a little skittish going into corners and and uh like colliding with guys i don't know man i guess we'll have to wait and see Stop fucking calling me. Um, Sorry. Yeah, fuck you, dude. (laughs) 
Oh, you just disappeared. <laughs> but no, I okay. How many times do I need to decline this call? Um, I I, I don't know. I, we'll see. I th- I think I think Lauku's game or his leash should get shorter and shorter every game because uh, I do like his game a little bit better because he's he's more in your face, kind of perfect for that fourth line. But I don't know, man. I mean, I know Steen need a middle six winger is what we're getting at. I think that's a big hole. And like, don't get me wrong. Definitely go get a go get a depth defenseman too. like I've been very much on like the see if you can swap Grizzly and Hannafin and how much you'd pay for that. I'm sure Don Sweeney's already checking that out because that would make that would bring you from a contender to a cup contender easily just because of the defensive core we already have. Um but you definitely need a middle six winger that can put the puck in the net or at least plays a hard nose game. One of the two of those, because those are the two areas we're lacking on forwards, in my opinion. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was reading that tweet you said. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sully. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was, uh, Middle Middlesex Middlesex Jesus Yeah, yeah. Stacks everywhere baby Acting like we're animals play some fucking nickelback No but we I would prefer like a Middlesex kind of guy because you're not breaking the bank you're not getting crazy with the draft picks or anything like that um you you really don't have a lot to give up this year no, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not see, I'm the guy that's like, let's get a little crazy, throw Steen down while you can, and let's bring Lysel up. I was just gonna say that. Like, at what yeah. at what point do you just consider bringing him up and just seeing what he can do, right? Yeah, and like give the team a little bit of a spark for five to ten games and then send him back down. Like, yep, it doesn't hurt. That's I mean, a, that's my thing. It's like now you had no fucking life Monday night, and that was the only concerning yeah. part. You can take the ass whooping from the Rangers and from Detroit, whatever. But to see no life from the Boston Bruins, the Boston Bruins against Columbus, Columbus might as well fucking be in like the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. Who gives a shit about Columbus? <laughs> yeah. Columbus. We're talking about fucking Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are a fucking disaster. Like they can't even fucking figure it out for themselves. And they just manhandled us the other night and we showed no life, no fight, nothing. How, how, how do you go home that night? How do you fly? Like, it's a quiet plane ride home. Both goalies. What do you do as a captain as Brad fucking Marshan? What do you say to the locker room after something like that? Because that's absolutely not only that, his game was fucking pathetic that night. Everyone not no one had a good game that night. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to I'm all right. Everyone on the fucking plane, uh media and personalities at the back, boys at the front, or vice versa. You bring on a fucking 30 pack of bush and you figure it the fuck out. You talk about it. You have some bud lattes, whatever the fucking beer choice is. I don't give a shit, but that that's a, all right, boys, beers. Let's figure this one out. Like that's one of those yeah. types of nights. Like you have those at fucking beer leagues every so often. Like, you know that, like you get blown out like eight to two and you're like, all right, boys, 
yeah, it's beer leagues, but let's fucking figure it out a little. Like, you best bet that they they better be doing that shit on a plane hide, ride home from Columbus. It was a road yeah, game, right? You, you have to, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, it was. At yeah, it was. Point, you kind of have to figure it out and like just, and this is where it's kind of on Brad Martian and maybe some other players, but mostly maybe Brad. pull out the gummies. <laughs> like, honestly, dude. Or just, I, you got to do something, man. You got to, because it looked like they lost their identity recently. Monday, I I don't even think they knew they were like wearing Boston Bruins sweaters. Like I, I That was I, the worst Bruins game I've seen them play in years. Against Columbus, right? Oh, yeah. I think both There's of them, the Rangers and Columbus. The Rangers one was bad, yes, but. I think the Columbus one was the worst game under uh, Jim Montgomery since he's been here by far. Oh I, yeah. He got spanked Friday and Saturday. Yeah. But I think that Columbus game was one of the most embarrassing, pathetic games, outcomes, efforts, anything you've ever, anything you can say about it under Jim Montgomery. And there's been some fucking like there, there, there have been some bad and there's been some bad games as of recently, but that one stuck out the most to me. I'm not panicking by any means, but that one definitely raised the eyebrows. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Rangers are fucking good this year. Like mm-hmm. how they pass Take around the first park. place. I love how they're rubbing that in our face. Yeah. Yeah. Ask us in Florida how that went. Yeah, and we, all the people coming at me, have it. all the people coming at me, you, you want first place. Who cares about curses? Hey, this is sports. Sports doesn't give a fuck. What Get into the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Like, Sports doesn't care about first place. Sports, it, it can be a fickle bitch sometimes. So I'm just saying in, from the aspect of like, go ahead. We, it's not working for us. Every time we fucking have won the President's Trophy in the past 10 years, we've lost in the finals. So I'm good yeah, without it. Or we've lost in the first round. So I'm good without it. But it was so cute to see all the range, all my Rangers uh, followers being like, oh, we got you. We got first place. Bitch, take it. And you know what? I want this loss against you now so we can kick the shit out of you in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. And, and this goes back to last season, too. Like, you're facing it. Like, yeah, we faced adversity early on in the season with how many guys were out coming back from injury and so on. But you're um, you're facing a little bit of a different adversity this uh, so Real far. adversity. And it's not something you really faced last year, right? Like, yeah, no. sure, we went on a little bit of a losing skid, but none that looked this bad, right? And you're doing this with a new captain. You're doing this with a goaltender that needs a contract next year. You're doing this with a one of the best goalies in the league as a, as far as at least last year. And you're doing this with a guy who could possibly win the Rocket Richard, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you, early talks of heart trophy in the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's cooled down as a late, I feel like, but like the, the potential's there. I mean, he's this, the one thing I will admit to the haters if we didn't have McAvoy and Pasta, this team would be horrible. Like, if we're being oh, honest, yeah. this, like, if it wasn't for McAvoy, Lindholm, Pasta, and Marshawn, this team would be a fucking lottery team. Yeah. And I think that's why you saw Sweeney trade the protection. Um, for Bertuzzi last year because this was literally all right. The goalies have a year like they did last year, or we're a fucking basement team. So, yeah, and it's it's funny because 
talking about this going into the season, like, yes, we said, we both said, like, in our season preview that this team is going to surprise you guys. Like, they'll surprise us. They'll, you know, I think they're going to be better than people anticipated them to be, and they are. But, like, these were skids that we anticipated, right? I mean, you had to figure that this was coming at some point. Maybe everything was looking look, – it is weird, the timing of it, because you fucking had a hell of a game against Florida, right? And then if Florida's a playoff team. They're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. And then you play – Fucking so you, annoying. I was so you, wrong about that. You play two other teams that are buzzing right now, and you get fucking spanked, and you don't get the goaltending. And this goes to show how you really need the goaltending. You – need the goaltending to be as good as they were last year, if not better. Well, not if not better, but you need them to be as good as last year, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't have the luxury of putting up seven goals a game. You don't have the luxury of having Patrice Bergeron lead the team out on the ice every fucking night. Like you have you don't have David Krejci. You don't have your top two centermen. You have a new identity as far as that. Mm-hmm. So that's when you kind of need to grab your balls, give them a little tug, and show what you're capable of doing because Montgomery can't do everything for the team. He can't fucking hold your hand through every fucking game. That timeout he called against uh, against the Rangers was perfect timing. Um, and they they battled back shortly, and then they just fell apart again. So at some point, the players have to look at themselves in the mirror and figure it out because Montgomery can't. He can coach them up as much as he wants, and he's done a phenomenal job doing so. But yeah. at one point, at some point, the players have to <laughs> take more ownership in their game and really step it up. And I mean, you were seeing passes in our own zone, cross ice passes in our own zone that you don't that you haven't seen since Montgomery's been head coach of the Boston Bruins. A or lot the- of horrible Sorry. transitions on the rush. Yeah, like when was the last time you saw a team like the Rangers just pass around us like that Friday? Like mm. it, it's fucking the Leafs in the second period of the game we went to. Honestly, yeah, I don't remember much of that game. <laughs> oh, really? Why? I have no idea. Water, <laughs> water. It was all those waters I was inhaling. But yeah. no, and that's the thing too. Like, like I think with the thing we're like beating around the bush on is it's mental. These games are easily fixable. Like those last three losses, one okay, the Detroit game's a setup loss, scheduled loss, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That was just horrible traveling, holidays, all that stuff. But the Rangers and Columbus game are completely fucking mental. You can easily win those games. You should have been ready for them. Detroit yeah. played Friday, a matinee game as well. Or Detroit. Rangers played Friday on a matinee game as well. I don't know who they played, but the Rangers played us, you idiot. No, on Friday. Yeah, they played us. No, they played us Saturday. Did we play Detroit Friday? Yeah. You fucking Fuck. idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> That'll be edited out. Um, it's Everything weird how it's blurry. weird how my shit never gets edited out by yours <laughs> best. But anyways, um <laughs> I can do um, no wrong. Yeah. But like let's be serious, man. This this team isn't um the 14, two and three team that they came out of the gates as, but they're definitely not the team that they were when they lost to New York and Columbus either. Like we can agree on that, right? Like the, like the start that they came up with was not gonna, 
they were not going to trend like that all season long. Like we were going to have dips like this. We might even have a four game losing streak this season, people. I'm sorry to fucking burst Better your bubble now. Week, but yes, I'm sorry to burst your bubble now, but. You know, the, and the NHL's been fucking weird this year. Like, can we, like, who saw Washington being in a playoff spot? Who saw Philly knocking on the door of a playoff spot? Who saw Vancouver in a playoff spot? Like, you just got to roll with the fucking punches this year and just hope to God you're not the Edmonton Oilers. Honestly. Oh, God, Edmonton. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Bruins need to realize that things could be much worse. You could have two, two of the best players in the world right now, and you could yeah. be a dog dick. Like if we had a losing, like a losing record with, um, the team we have. Like if we were knocking on the lottery door, then I'd be like, okay, this is a serious fucking issue. Losing three games in November that feel like scheduled losses. One of them, maybe two. I'm I'm okay with, especially beating teams like L- L.A. in their own barn, uh, beating Toronto at home in a fucking crazy game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's tests that they've had this season that they've pl- passed with flying colors. You're going to have odd games this year. Like, last year you literally had a fucking NBA super team. Like, there's not – like, you know what I mean? Like, we lost, yeah. like, what, five games, six games? Like, you're going to have to get used to losing again, Bruins fans gonna fucking happen yeah i that's the unfortunate truth like you're not gonna have a goalie that goes like what what was all mark stats last year 43 and one or something like that yeah he lost like six games all year yeah like those those days are gone last year i mean we never anticipated that right and it was a nice surprise and they dominated Mm -hmm. and they just kind of clicked and everything went right till the playoffs obviously but those days, those days are gone now, man. Like you have to find a new way to rally up, uh, rally around each other, figure it out. Because, like Bergeron, Krejci, Machara, they're all gone. Like those guys are mm-hmm. gone. It's Marshy's team now. It's going to be McAvoy's team, I'm assuming after. But Mar, they also need to go back to simplifying their game, right? Like. A little one too many passes. I mean, how many fucking times have we been saying that over the years? Oh, yeah. If, if, if I had a penny for every time a Bruins fan would say that, we we all could have collectively bought the Bruins by now. But, yeah. Shout out to Beams Memes for collectively trying every weekend. But every, anyways. <laughs> every weekend. He's fucking rocking his cowboy boots tonight to bring the fellas oh, back. Fucking stud. Yeah, we're he is so fucking back. So, well, actually, the motherfucker never even left, dude. Yeah. Oh no! It's uh, it, it's. So I, where do we go from here, Busa? We, what do you uh, want to see from here? No, like not the pod. <laughs> I mean, no, like no, the no, Bruins. I, I like, know, I, I know, I know what you mean. Uh, like, what do you want to see from here? Like, they're a playoff team. Yes, I think top three playoff team in in the wild card race division, like the Atlantic. Okay, that's been pointed out. They need a middle six forward and a depth defenseman. Okay, done. I'd like them them to get a little more snarl with that. But, like, what do you want to see going forward? Like, do you want to see them going on a historic pace again? Do you want to see them having a couple bumps in the road? You know what I mean? Like, what is there any players you want to see? Um, like, okay, I want to see a so, little more of Geeky. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are you thinking here? Geeky's been dog shit since he came back, at least defensively. 
Uh, he needs to improve that. I think play. he's a fourth liner. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I know. I think they tried. I, I, granted, that snipe he had the other day against the Rangers. Holy yeah, but like that but on your fourth good. line is great. It's a new progressive fourth line. Lauko. And he fits perfect future in the future. But yeah. what I want to see is I can handle some ugly losses, right? Like you can mm-hmm. handle back-to-back losses like you did Friday and Saturday, right? And then you have a layup Monday night against the Columbus fucking Blue Jackets. I want to see a response there. I want them to go. I want games like that where you lose two games, uh, two ugly games back-to-back. I want you to go into that team's barn and just humiliate them. Like, I I need you to embarrass them. I don't need, I don't need, like, I just uh, actually this reminds me going back to Monk Army's talk with like talking about the father's show. I think I quote tweeted it or put or posted a video of it. Some of his talk, uh, some of his pregame speech in the locker room during the dad's trip, whatever. You need second and third effort from these guys. Second and third effort. Uh, there's been a little of, people have been getting too comfortable in front of our own net, right? Pasta gets slashed in the ribs the other night. You don't see much of a much of a response. You see McAvoy get fucking manhandled the other night. Like you, I think what was that Wednesday night against uh, against what's what's their name? Um, the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I need to see not just on the score scoreboard, but like I need to see this team respond more. I need more how about coaching. how about Martin slashing Pasternak and Pasternak having to answer to Gabranson by himself. That yeah, is a problem to me. No, that that's yeah. It, like that's that what was, you're getting to kind of. Well, I literally just said that. But. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but I, get, I get one of those a pod. No, I know. I'm, I already did that to you once. So we're even. <laughs> uh, no, but like that, that's what raises my eyebrow. Like I need not just, how you're going to re- respond on the scoreboard, but how you're going to respond on the ice to certain plays. Pasta getting the shot to the ribs. McAvoy getting hit. Um, there's been some ugly one. There's been some other ones too. Like you could see that the Bruin or the Panthers. Even Deline re- Rivers hitting Marshawn. Not a great response. Too, but even like, yeah, Wednesday night kind of felt like a playoff game. They responded a little bit better. Obviously they won and that was a great outcome, but they were taking liberties at McAvoy because of the hit on Ekman Larson from last time they played. You want to see them respond a little bit better. You don't want to see Pasta have to having to handle shit on his own. You want to see those bottom six guys kind of get in the mix. You, Trent Frederick, Coyle, like Coyle's been having a phenomenal season, but he's a big boy. He's perfectly capable of getting in the mix. Trent Frederick, forward. Freddie's like, been a little quiet. I'd like to see more to Fred. Yo, dude, Forbert is the softest big guy. And I know people like, don't call them soft. No, this guy is the softest fucking big guy <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. And like people say Carlos soft. Not this year, man. He's been going after players. Like he's, he been our, he's been one of our best defensemen all I think season. He's been long. our most consistent defenseman all season. And that, that's kind of what I mean by best defenseman because. Yeah. As, well, as, say as, right, bitch. As great as uh, what's his name's been this year? Fucking McAvoy, Chucky. Uh, Carlo's been far more consistent. I'm trying to find a fucking piss bottle here. There we go. Anyways, go on. Um, 
No, it's just saying like Forbert, like he had these crazy numbers coming out of the yeah, coming out of the gate after his injury or statistics and analytics. And this is where like people that are like huge analytic nerds, which I am myself, but you have to look at the eye test as well. Like these pizzas out into the slot that he was getting bailed out on because our goalies are putting on video game numbers. Like those are fucking problems and issues that you got to deal with with this bloke out here. And like, don't get me wrong. Like he's a serviceable defenseman, but like if you're pushing for a cup, like he's a seven or eight at this point. And I have no problem saying that. And like, then you flip it over to the other coin and like, you can't Shattenkirk hasn't exactly panned out to how we'd like, and he's been playing all right, but like you have a Mitchell Shattenkirk rotation and the other guy you're rotating with is Forbert, who's equally just as mediocre as they are. So it's like your bottom pair is just kind of like in shambles right now. And that's where I was with JP fucking Salkovin that, you know, maybe if you, yeah, Salkovin, maybe you can, (laughs) um, swap forward and Zadorov, but like does it really fix a problem like it's like you were I, I, I still don't understand why that fucking forward contract was ever signed especially the trade uh, the no movement clause that he has makes no sense to me he's got the same no movement clause as fucking all mark but whatever i mean to be honest um, the trade at the time made, or the signing at the time made sense and it wasn't terrible yeah, but you signed Riley to the exact same contract. Then you had like this overflow of left-handed shots. You already had Riley signed. Work. That's that's what was like when they signed forward. And then no, it was the same Riley. off season because you had Riley. You just re-upped him, and then you brought in forward as well. I swear, dude, because they both were on the last year of their contract this year, and we bought out Riley. You I'm telling sure you. About that? I'm telling you, dude. All right. I thought Riley signed like a six-year deal with us. No, no. It was only three three times three. It was the exact same contract Forber. Forber got 3.1 or whatever. But I don't know. I just – I didn't love the signing to begin with, especially him being brought in uh, to play with McAvoy in the beginning. I I don't know. E- either way, besides that point, like I, you just need to have a little more snarl to your game and like end plays when you need to end them – biggest fucking problem I have with the Bruins right now, clear the puck. Why can't they clear the puck on simple um, forehand out of the zone shots? Like you're trying to make it look fancy with the backhand bullshit. Like just get the puck out of the zone. And that's been, that's been concerning too, is how much they've struggled to get the puck out of the zone and clear the zone. I like mean, even Carlo you can, had you a can count on, I think you can count two losses for basically, yeah, two losses on them not clearing the puck. The Zaka one, and I think there's a Lindholm one. Yeah. Zaka, Lindholm, Coyle's been... It just... There's just minor problems that are easily fixable mm. that they need to clean up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> okay, so, yeah. No, you're right. So, I think when they yeah, sign up... I'm always right. When they... Chill, chill, chill. You fucking bought Jaeger tonight. You're a moron. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think I'm bombing. Actually, I don't even want to rehash on that, but uh the those signings and shit. But um Yeah. No, no, it's just me trying to prove a point because I'm always right. But anyways, um <laughs> No, but uh there was something I was gonna just say that I couldn't get out of my head that I'm always right. Fuck. <laughs> 
Um, oh, yeah. Just like there's just things that can easily be cleaned up that, you know, it's weird because when you win this many games in back-to-back years, I think there's a lot more of dog days to the season than there is when you're, like, going through it. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, it kind of feels like a dog day in the season because, like, we already know we're in the playoffs unless there's some sort of abysmal collapse. I mean, you got to see how they start to respond to losses because you thought that you'd see a response Monday night against a, a air quote layup team, right? You didn't see Okay, that. but you're playing a team tonight that's 5-15 and 2. They've been absolute dog shit. They're missing their best player tonight. So I I just mean in the fact like the, before those games I I saw an, an analytic thing. It was like um fucking American Thanksgiving where all the analytic nerds put put out their standings for the playoffs. The Bruins were a hundred percent to make the playoffs in a couple of them. You know what I mean? It's like if they miss the playoffs at this point, like blow the fucking team up and start over. I feel like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, apps, absolutely. I mean, if if you miss it, that's a colossal fail. Like you have to figure that out. You have to get your shit right. And and that's the nice thing too is all this is happening early on in the season. You're not in a playoff stretch or anything like you're going to be okay you just have to kind of find your identity again and figure it out and it all starts from the back end out you need to i guess and i guess that's what i'm kind of saying with like this feels like a dog day of the season already is like you goalies are going through like this isn't normal for them you know what i mean like We've seen everybody play better. Like, is this a point of the season where the Bruins are kind of like, uh, not here we go again. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but you just, you get, you, you get complacent of where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, no practices, the winning culture lost four games all year already. Like it, it kind of feels like they got a little complacent in a couple of areas of the game where like Monty even said in his presser the other day, I don't like how we're hitting. And, that doesn't mean just laying guys out. It means stopping plays in their tracks and pushing forward into a new direction. Excuse me, Jesus Christ. So, like, I agree with him on that. There's just, there's been plenty of plays this year where it's like, you're going to give up on that? Like, let's see a little more snarl, boys. Well, th- that goes back to what I was saying earlier is it's not just how you respond to losing games it's how you respond to certain plays throughout the game too you could be up three to one i don't give a shit but it's if pasta's going to get slashed in the ribs by a fucking nobody goaltender like i had no idea who that goaltender was when i saw jones on the back i was thinking what was this fucking name bruins legend uh martin jones martin jones yeah Yeah, it was Martin. martin though who played for columbus huh Martin was the goalie for Columbus. Spencer. Oh, Martin. I thought I'm fucking. I know, but I could see where you'd make that because they they look very similar to their style of play. They both have white pads. I could see where you made that um, confusion. Yeah, they're also two goalies I don't give a shit about. So, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> don't lie, but no, I. It to I'm me not, like man. it. You got to win tonight, right? Against San Jose, it's got to happen. Even though 
it kind of feels like one of those games where the Bruins fucking lose for some reason. But let's hope that was the Columbus game. You got to win tonight. My thing is you got to go into Toronto and win and play a full 60. That's what, what I want to see Saturday. The thing is, though, what I want to see, well, obviously I want to beat Toronto, right? But I want to see a dominant win tonight against San Jose. I want to see a competitive game Saturday night. If you lose, you lose, but I at least wanted to. Yeah, you got to play a full 60. Like, it's got to be a full 60, right? And then you got Columbus again. And then uh, you got to spank Columbus. You have a back to back this weekend. You got to spank <laughs> Columbus. Like, you're at home against Columbus. They embarrassed you just a week ago at that place, and- basically a week ago at that time. You need to respond to that game Sunday night because the, the travel's not that bad. Coming no, back, you're, you're you're flying up to Toronto for like an hour. You're coming yeah. back, and then you're you're at home. You're sleeping in your own bed. You're banging your wife. You're kissing your kids in the morning. Whatever. Hell like, yeah. You know, like, and and also, I mean, we'll we'll get to this after Bobby's corner, but obviously, there's been some distractions around the team too and stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we don't even have to, uh, we should have to talk we'll about. Talk, it, but, yeah, we, we haven't talked about it yet. Is there anything else gonna... you want to talk about as far as the Bruins play as of lately? As a late, um, I love my chicken little fans. I'm glad you guys are still around. I really thought I lost you, but I, I'm just I'm not worried. Like we go, we drop six in a row. Okay, let's figure this shit out. Three in a row, horrible travel. You know, um, like I said, kind of the dog days already for this team in certain aspects. I'm not, it, 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 it's the response. I'll let you know next week how I feel about this team. Like, cause yeah. I don't really have feelings right now because like I said, travel scheduled, scheduled losses, the dog day, all these types of things are coming into play at once right now, not having practices. Let's talk next week about what I think about this team. Cause I want to see the response because yeah, you should have started responding on Columbus, but you didn't. So I need another game to nope. so figure it's gonna start it out. Right. And you build off that, right? So yeah, I want to see a big game out of guys like Grizzlick, Geeky, JD. Yeah, I, well, I I want to see big. I just want to see big games out of everyone, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Play your role, do your job, figure it. The fuck I need out. Mitchell or Shattenkirk to take over that D spot. I'm sick of going back and forth. I know you can rotate. Right, I, I just don't love it. Also, part of me thinks that. Uh, Monty's trying to be a little bit better than last year because you got to remember Zaboro load management for seven years till, yeah. um, and yeah. then and then but he, he played as many games as Olmark lost last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you got to you know you you were fortunate enough with health last year, not so much this year, but knock on wood. But you do have to like figure it out and find that balance. Yes, it sucks having Mitchell in, but you got to. You got to figure it out. You got to get guys ice time because they got to be ready, even if they're not going to be part of the team come playoff time, whatever. But with that being said, we're going to shoot over to Bobby's corner. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some stuff, trying to end on a good note, too. We got some bad stuff to talk about. And then we'll kind of close it out because we're coming close to Bruins time and we do not want to miss too much of the game. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. Uh, not welcome. Enjoy Bobby's corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg and under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Boroski. 
What's going on, folks, and welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner, proudly brought to you by Primetime Productions and Only Bruins, the horniest podcast on the market. And I know that there are podcasts where they interview porn stars, I'm telling you right now, Brett and Boosie be hornier than those podcasts, and they're sexier. Weekend. You have some turkey, you see some friends, you see some family. Did you go to your local bar and see that person you went to high school and think to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? I didn't do any of that. I just work, maybe. I just. A little bit of a. One of those hidden tracks from my hidden gems from my homies. So here's the deal. I worked all weekend. So my ninth Black Friday. Um I don't know. Shit's tiring. I didn't get a, a single glimpse of the Detroit Red Wings game. I just have it on right now, so I'm catching up. I caught a little bit of the Rangers game. I had a plan at work, but every time I turned around the regs would score, so I just stopped working. And then the Jackets game, I was looking forward to going home early that day. To watch it i ended up uh getting stuck at work until uh 10 30 so working hard grinding away but not catching a lot of hockey uh, i know i did a poll i said hey should i watch the uh, red wings bruins game when i have time y'all said no and now that i'm watching it i have to say because uh, it's just finishing up here i have to say i totally understand why you guys didn't fucking want me to watch it because it's pretty horrible um, actually, I don't know if the Bees played as bad as, I don't know if they played as bad as everyone's kind of laying them out to be. That third period, though, really got away with them, and they obviously led that third period right into the Rangers game, because holy shit. We'll talk about that more. Um, I'm terrified to watch the Columbus game when I get a chance, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, we'll see what happens, and, uh, so yeah, obviously, I don't, I don't know what I can't go into a lot of detail what I think about the game is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, but I will say I'm really glad that Patty Kane is not a Boston Bruin. I know a lot of the incels were entertaining that and coming at a few of us. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to Grace of All Girls. Sorry. Give a shout out to Grace of All Goals No Misses. Sorry, it's also pretty late as I'm recording this. So I'll be fumbling them words, man. Uh, Grace took on a few incels herself and verbally knocked all of them out. It's really impressive, but I expect nothing but the best when it comes from Grace. Shout out to Something's Brewing and 2 Pat Stack for helping me catch up with the bees so far. Also shout out to Old Goals and Misses for also helping me catch up with the bees. Like I said, it's been a really chaotic time here. A lot of uh, catching up to do. Uh, with that being said, I, uh, you know, on the way to band practice tonight because I also have to do that still. I did put out a call, call of arms almost, to the homies. And uh, I you know, decided to do an AMAA for this uh, Bobby's Corner. And shout out to everyone that uh, sent in questions, because only two of you did. And the rest of you, wow, congratulations. You're like the Bruins this weekend, and you just did not show up. What the fuck? On the note of, not, on the note of that, too, before we go into the first question here. 
I just want to say, whoever is running that Bobby Brewski fan club Twitter account, can you kindly fuck off? You're not funny. You're, I have people fucking DMing me, asking if it's me. It's not me. And I'm telling you right now, that person can fuck right off. So fuck off. All right. Shout out to Basil Sports Bar and Grill in Pittsburgh, by the way. Our boy Bass sent in the first question. And uh, the reason why we're going to leave this, because I think it uh, tallies nicely with the uh, three-game losing streak. Is there a leadership issue in Boston? No Bergy, no Krejci, no Felino. And as much as it'd be easy to say that Marshy maybe isn't the best captain as of late, especially with the team having a pretty horrendous uh, losing streak. I mean, three games is not, it's more of, you know, getting blown out. Also, I just want to take a moment here. This Lundquist puck drop is awesome. Super sick. But I don't know if it's a leadership issue per se as much as it's a growing pain. I mean, you got to remember that Marshy has always had a shoulder to lean on when it came to leadership, and it's the first time in his career he doesn't have a Bergie. He doesn't have a Chara to lean on. He's going to have to take all the lessons he's learned, and he's got to Im- implement them. You know, this is a new era in his career. This is a new chapter in his legacy. And some might some might say that this is what's really going to determine his Hall of Fame status. You know, this is either what's going to strengthen it or what's going to weaken it. I think he's done a good job so far, you know. Overall, I think he's done a good job. He's been very lead-by-example kind of guy. He drives to the net a lot. He's snake-bitten. Uh, I mean, he's, he's also getting a bit older, but... I don't, I, don't, I don't really see much of an issue. The only thing I'd say with Marshy is that he's kind of lost that bite that he's had in yesteryears. You know, I wish we saw a little more of that uh, with Marshy, especially last weekend. A lot of the guys on Montreal were taking absolute shots at Batra, and it was just like, can't be having that. That's our young star. That's our young kid. I mean, that he's going to be in the running for Rookie of the Year if he keeps playing at the pace he was early in the season. I know as of recording, he has three out of uh, three points in the last ten games, but... You know, uh, the only person I'd say I'd have maybe quarrels with uh, leadership-wise is Charlie McAvoy. You know, Mackey's our big dog on defense. And, you know, you need a big play. You need a big uh, presence. Mack's the dude you used to go for. And that's something that we didn't see at all in the Florida Panthers series. And I haven't seen it much at all this year, minus a few fucking bozo plays. And maybe he's scared. You know, maybe he's a little more hesitant now because he doesn't know what the refs are going to call on him. But... I miss the big Mac explosion we used to get, you know, big Mac attack, you know. So, I, you know, comes leadership. I think they're still figuring it out. But this team's in a good position, you know. This is a team that can afford to lose. It sucks to lose three straight. It sucks to have a touchdown scored on you. But, you know, if there's anyone that knows about losing, it's, it's Marshy. And the only thing I, I really worry about is uh, Butch's comment that he made in the summer upon learning that Marshan is the captain, where he said, uh, you know, Marshan, he doesn't, you know, he gave uh, Marshy the vote of confidence, but he did mention Marshy can be rough on the young guys. So I'm hoping that's not the case. No, but overall, I don't think there's much of a leadership issue there. All right, this next segment, you know, is Mission Place. We know is Mish. Sorry, Mish. I just burped. I'm so sorry for butchering your name while I'm saying as I burp. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Anyways, they uh they sent me a voice note and it wasn't really a question, it was more of a 
topic of conversation, but they pumped the shit out of my tires. Like, flattered reading this shit and listening to it. I'm not going to play some of the voice note because I didn't run that by them. And it's like 12 o'clock here where I'm recording, so it's like 1 o'clock in Louisiana. So we're just not going to do that. They just sent a nice little text, though, where they said, like, a lot of people love you because you do have a very unique sense of style, and you own it very well with a lot of confidence. So they were wondering if I always had that style, and they were wondering what the influences were. No, I didn't always have style. Uh, I used to live at home. I wasn't allowed to have a job when I lived at home, and I wasn't allowed to wear black jeans. I wasn't allowed to grow out my hair, and oh my god, that is a fucking hell of a turnover there, bro. Anyways, um, yeah, I moved out when I was like 16, finally had enough of their shit, and I moved in with my grandma. My grandma's main rule was don't get arrested. It wasn't go get a job, wasn't stay in school, it was don't get arrested. And then from there, uh, first thing I did was I got a job. I stayed in school, obviously. Got a job pumping gas. Was told I'd work one shift a week. I ended up working 32, plus doing school. It was sick. The world was my oyster, man. And this is the style thing, I promise you, it comes through. Because you start making money. And I didn't really have a, a good idea of a grasp of money. Like, I used to just buy, like, Subway and McDonald's back when that shit was still dope. But I remember one day just being like, oh, hey, I can just, like, buy my own shit. I remember the first, and, like, one of the first things I bought were, like, a black pair of skinny jeans. Because <laughs> I was never allowed to wear that. And then you wear it to school, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you got black pair of skinny jeans and Nikes? Who's this motherfucker? And then that's when I was like, oh, if you dress dope, people are, like, down with that? So... That's kind of where that, I guess that stemmed from, I guess. I don't know if that's where... That's, I don't know. At the end of the day, when you're like 16 and a virgin, you just want girls to pay attention to you. That is it. And anything can help because you have no riz. At least I didn't. I probably don't have riz still. I don't know. It just, yeah. Confidence wasn't a thing. That came later on. And as you get more in life... Shout out to the homies, because that was a big part of, you know, discovering who you are, discovering your clothing style, discovering your personality. Because we used to go thrifting. I actually didn't like the idea of going thrifting the first time. I was like, this is fucking greasy. You're buying used clothes? This is fucking ridiculous. But it was also pre-Macklemore, so you actually could go to a thrift store of 20 bucks and walk out with an entire closet. So, time goes on, you graduate high school, kind of get the gist of who I am. Because when I was in high school, as much as, you know, going to punk rock shows, you think that's cool, it really doesn't service you as well as you thought it would. Uh, you know, I had a record player and shit. I was like, fuck it. Like, what do I love the most in an era? The 70s, right? And that stems from a movie called Detroit Rock City. And that's about four kids who skipped school to go see Kiss play in Detroit at Cobo Hall. It's like in 77. Shouldn't have seen that movie when I was like four years old, but I did. Shout out to my dad. My dad showed me so many movies I wasn't supposed to see at that age. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, being a, another edition of movies that completely influenced me. But in Detroit Rock City, there's a great opening scene, and there's a sixth segment where Love Gun plays. And it's just like a kind of like snapshot into all the best part about the 70s and how Kiss was inspired or influenced 
pop culture. And being four, that segment ends, and I'm just like, I don't know what era I'm in, but I want to live in that decade. And then, uh, ever since then, I just love the 70s. Shout out to the Big Bad Bruins, too, by the way. 1970, 1972, Stanley Cup champions, not a big deal. But yeah, influences and style, like, honestly, just like anything. The world's an influence. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, Days of Confused, one of the best movies of all time. So many outfits in that fucking movie. So many great fucking moments in that great fucking movie. Almost Famous, one of the best movies of all time. So many great outfits in that movie. So many great moments in that movie. Detroit Rock City, one of the funniest movies of all time. So many great outfits in that movie. So many great moments in that movie. The list just goes on, man. Yeah, just the 70s. And you want to know a really good tip, actually? If you love a decade... Right, like say you're like a 90s person or an 80s person. Maybe you're a 2000s person. Oh, that's so weird to say. That's a thing, isn't it? That's going to be a fucking thing. If you really dig that decade, as much as Sears catalogs are pretty fucking dope, if you really want to see what was popping off in that decade, Playboy. Find a Playboy. Google it. I don't know. Every I'm convinced every city has that scuzzy bookstore. It has a time machine inside where there's just boxes of just like decades and decades of pornographic magazines. And it's not for the raunchy photos. It's for like the advertising, what the models are wearing, what they're talking about. You want a snapshot into an era? Open up a pornographic magazine from that time. I'm fucking telling you. You want to see what was hot? That was then, dude. Do that. Yeah, porn used to be like a thing you would hold, by the way. It's not just on the phone. Very strange. And actually, you know, it's also another great influence in one of the best movies is The Nice Guys with Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's suits in that movie are everything that I want to wear every fucking day of the week. Great fucking film. Check it out. As far as everything else, I don't know. I don't even know if that answers... The topic that they want. I don't know if that dives in enough with the topic. I can go on for hours about talking about myself. I love talking about myself. I have a fucking ego the size of fucking Zidane Otara's hockey stick, man. It's fucking long and it's big. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the fuck? It, you know, if I honestly, if I can like solidify myself into a certain time period, I'd want to be like a record store clerk in the 70s. Who also lives in Boston, and has season tickets for the Bruins. That'd be the ideal situation. But then, but if I was the case, then I wouldn't know you all, and that would suck. And speaking of people I know, I'm going to shoot it back off to Brett and Boosie. Listen, I know they've been in a slump, and if you want to jump ship, jump ship. That's fine. But to the 31 other teams in the league, and to the four that we're going to go through, to drink out of the Stanley fucking cup. I've got one question to ask you. Are you prepared to get in the ring with the Boston fucking Bruins, baby? To the fans listening, are you prepared to get in the ring with the Boston fucking Bruins, baby? We ain't going nowhere. You've been great. I've been Bobby. Let's go, beast.
And that was another phenomenal Bobby's Corner. Hope you guys enjoyed Bobby. Bring in the heat, baby. But now we got some bad stuff to talk about. Bad stuff to talk about. Yeah. Elon Lucic, certified piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you guys know the news. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, reports coming out of him. Uh, I guess I have to say, allegedly, you know, hitting his wife, abusing his wife, whatever. He's arraigned in court. He goes back in January, but basically, I mean, it's shitty. Like, fucking inexcusable. Yeah, like it's. it's so I'm just gonna give my piece on it because you know it it has, you know it's been cycled out of the media news outlets. Uh, we uh, obviously didn't have time to comment on it last week due to the American Holloway. But as a kid who grew up in a household with uh, domestic abuse and violence, um, for a lot of a lot of my lifetime. Uh, it's just really unfortunate to see. Like, uh, my heart goes out to uh, Brittany's his wife, right? Yeah. My heart goes out to Brittany and those children, uh, especially like living with the struggles of um, the abuse I saw and encountered as a young child. I I just hope that the kids and and family can get all the help they need, and and to Lucic as well, like. Um, you know he's one. He was one of my favorite players of all time. Um, this definitely kills his legacy as a Bruin and NHL um, star, I guess you could say at times. Um, but you know it, it's just super disappointing. Like I said to you, like you grow up idolizing these guys, and then you turn out they are, you know, make as shitty decisions as some of the people that you were trying to run away from. So. I, I just want to say my heart goes out to the Lucic family, um, everyone involved. I hope they can get the help that they need and deserve. Um, you know, it, it it's a very upsetting uh, situation that the family's in and going through. I'm, I'm glad that most of the Bruins community and so so on has seen, um, you know, what, what this can do to people and the support that everyone has given out to um, the wife and children, because, you know, it, it affects them the most out of everyone. Like, yeah, Lucic loses his legacy, but that's what you do. You you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And yeah. we don't we don't condone, condone that type of shit at all on our podcast and, our, and on, on, on our network, to be honest. So um, I just wanted to say that I'm, I, I have been and I will continue to th- keep the family in my thoughts and especially Brittany and stuff. Like I said, I watched it tear apart my family. It's no fun to go through. And it's, it, it's just awful. Always around, I guess. Like, I don't know. My words are probably mumbo jumbo and I'm probably not making sense. Yeah. Cause like I said, it does hit a weird spot for me. And um, I just hope that everyone can get the help that they need going forward. And, you know, and I, and I do really hope the Bruins, organization and and community and team uh players so on and so forth can reach out or have been reaching out and giving the family all the help and support they need because i don't love that the nhlpa is playing his salary for the rest of the year especially when you see them terminating 
Corey's contract over being drunk and like that. I'm not saying two wrongs make a right, whatever, you know, but I, I just made, maybe would have liked to see the NHL nip this in the butt a little bit better, but you know, shit happens. And um, I, I think I speak for Boosie here as well. When I say that we hope that the Brittany and the children can get all the love and support that they need going forward in this. No, I, absolutely. You said it great. Uh, that that's all you can really think about are his wife and his kids, because uh, he has daughters. What does he have? Three daughters, I think. So. Yeah, and, and also the kids that were there in a sleepover, man. Like that's gonna yeah. scar them for the rest of their life too. And that's where yeah. I said, like we, like I know Busey, you're no bullshit, no fucking problem. You don't deal like you don't put up with this shit at all. And same with me. And I think I can speak for most of the people on our network that were completely shocked about this. Um, but you know, people make their shitty decisions and they got to live with them. And yeah, there's not much more you can say other than this fucking sucks all around. Yeah. Because I mean, fuck, I, I just, when, when you hear shit like that happen, I try to put myself in the woman's shoes the best I can, because unfortunately it's the world we live in. There's a lot of guys who do it and don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's also females that do it to their to their man whatever but it's obviously mo- way more common guys doing it to girls uh this physical abuse i mean I-, I think if you lay a finger on a girl like that i mean i think you're the lowest of scum there's no place in the world for people like that and i'm perfectly okay if i never hear lucic's name again yeah. i just I-, I i try to put myself in their shoes and i i can't but then i try to think back to if someone ever in Bridget's past ever laid their fingers on Bridget, even if this was before I knew her, like, and, and she told me something like that. Like, that's just, that's something that would legit make me feel sick to my stomach because I mean, mm-hmm. that's the mother of your children. She's raising your family while you're out on the road, having fun with the boys. Obviously you're providing for the family, right? But She's raising the family. She's holding down the home base. Like she's, she's sacrificed a lot for his career. And yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, you get the luxuries of having a lot of money and stuff like that. But money doesn't I, mean shit you, when your family gets ripped exactly. apart, right? They would, they would take over being fucking dead broke, then getting abused, then seeing your mm-hmm. fucking dad have his hands on his on your mother. Like it's it legit makes me sick to my stomach because if my mom my my sister-in-laws my 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 wife like i would fucking be sick to my stomach i would go to all i would just do some very fucking bad things if it happened personally to someone personally close to me like whatever and it's just like it 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 makes me very mad like just thinking about the possibility of someone ever laying a hand on my mom my sister-in-laws my wife whatever like I would lose my fucking shit. And for him to do something like that, it's fucking disgusting. It's pathetic. And yeah, it sucks because a lot of you guys were in. I was excited too to see him come back and be in the Bruins sweater and kind of finish out his career here and whatever. It was exciting. It it definitely was exciting. And like you knew he had a sketchy past before, right? But I didn't even um, know about that. Honestly, yeah, like, hand of God, I had no. I was I also mean, fucking what eighteen I was at younger, the time. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I was younger when it happened. I I remember hearing rumbles about it, but like, 
that that was really before like i guess you can say right the internet really started to blow up i mean yeah well especially like like and i'm not saying cancel culture in a bad way right now i'm just saying like before it was like the norm to you know i think that's one of the nice things about social media and all these platforms that you have is that people who are very uneducated in this stuff and there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that take it lightly and i think those people are sick human beings who deserve the worst but there's there's a lot more ways to learn about stuff now right like the access the whole is, world's at your fingertips yeah the access is easier than ever easy even easier than my ex actually maybe that was bad timing but we'll just <laughs> but it, it, it it's it's like I guess what you're going at here is like you could have got away with stuff back then a little more than you can now. I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not, and I'm, and we are better as a civilization for it. But there was ways to get a- away with this type of stuff before and have it hush hushed. Yeah, no, it, it, there definitely was. Uh, those days are long gone, and um, I don't necessarily want to stay stick task, but kudos to Brittany for having the courage to call. Mm-hmm. and stick with it man like i grew up in a household that fucking dealt with this kind of stuff and like yeah, i was a bit older when I, me is he has three sorry to cut you off he has three fucking daughters man well that's what i was gonna get to is like i was a little older i was fifth i was like from 12 to 16 when my parents finally got divorced but um you know it really it affect it didn't start affecting me until my early 20s and you know it came with mental illness it came with needing therapy it came with you know me thinking things about myself that weren't true that were just trauma related and you know i i see the way that it affects my brothers and sisters who you know i have a big family uh, as you know uh, and from that marriage there was the four of us and you, you know just seeing the way that it affects them now and the relationships we do or don't have with the people it's sad like you know a lot of this could have been avoided by people just taking a second and you know not going through with these horrible acts so it i don't know i i don't want to we didn't want to spend too much time on it but like i really do feel for the children especially being yeah. one that comes from or a survivor of domestic abuse it like i told you and sully and mel and marty and you know other people that i talked to marissa and therefore that one really fucked me up and i needed a couple days to get away from it because like you don't realize how much it affects you until later on is i guess was what and that's just why i i hope for these kids that they can get all the counseling and therapy and you know and that's the thing too like if you are somebody that is living with domestic dispute right now like i know how hard it is to speak up i know how hard it is to get out of that but like you do have other options in in voicing you know what's going on to you and like how not how it could be prevented, but how you can get yourself out of these situations. And I, like, I still remember telling my mom, like when my parents got divorced, I still remember just like crying to my mom being like, it's over. Like it's finally over. And like, as a 16 year old, I shouldn't have that weight on my shoulders. And like, I guess what I'm getting at is just, I just really hope that, that that NHL, the Bruins, everyone can get together and help these children out as best as possible. All the children involved, sleepover or not. Because, like I said, it didn't start affecting me until my mid or 
early 20s and it really fucking came on hard and like i've talked to you about it a lot and you know like like you you're saying earlier like it's one cheaters and abusers i i don't have any fucking obviously other people that do bad shit too but those are my two that they just really fucking rub me the wrong way and i you know i'm i'm glad that um lucic is being punished and he isn't able to play from my organization if we really want to start going we's and my's and our like there's no room for that in the boston bruins and i think it was as handled as best as they could i think there could have been a couple more steps that the league and the bruins could have taken but we'll leave it at that it's unfortunate and you know he's gotta live with the consequences for the rest of his life yeah my only thing is you saw the Corey perry incident uh he released a statement today you saw the Milan Lucic incident. Why was Corey Perry terminated so quickly? Why wasn't I? I there could be all this legal stuff tied the, into my it. problem like, with it is the NHL is just going to pay Lucic's contract going forward. That's what I don't get and I don't like. And I'm sure a lawyer out there is listening to this and knows the reason why. It's a big legality thing, but it, it's the you know, innocent till proven guilty, blah, blah, blah. If you want to pay him the remaining of the contract, so be it, whatever. It'd be nice. Like, I don't care if it counts against the cap, whatever. Like, obviously. That's what I said. I'll take the cap hit all year long if he's not getting paid this salary. Like, I I never want to see him play in the NHL again because playing in the NHL is a fucking privilege. Kids, you and me dreamed of playing in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, there's kids in the AHL, in the ECHL, in junior, yeah. dreaming of playing in the NHL. Uh, people Put a Lauco and Steen on this team. But exactly. There's kids in Providence right now that are more deserving of that spot over Milan Lucic. But because he, because of who he was and what he is to the Boston Bruins organization, or what he was, I would, I should say, to the Boston Bruins organization, he got that. He got that chance. He got that paycheck. And it's unfortunate because it went to a scumbag. And that's that's my main concern is that he never steps foot on an in an NHL rink ever again as an opponent, as whatever. Like I just if you want to go as a fan, so be it. I don't even want that to, yeah, to be I was honest. gonna say I uh, if you the craziest I craziest thing is they let him go. I know we shouldn't be getting into this part of it, but the craziest part is they let him go back to Vancouver. They let him leave the country as long as he doesn't beat up Brittany or drink. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Like I don't. It, well, I knew the, the Brittany and drinking thing. I didn't know he was went back to Vancouver. Yeah. He's allowed to go back to Vancouver. And I just, I, I don't know. We'll leave. I hope everyone gets the help that they need, including yeah. Cheech. Like, don't get no, me wrong. I, I, he is a piece of shit, but I do hope he gets yeah. the help because you don't, don't want, want him see doing him. it to anyone else. Well, not 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 only well, obviously that, and not only that, but you don't you want his kids to have their father in their life, and if Brittany chooses to not do that, so be it. Whatever, that's their business. Whatever, but I would hate to see them grow up without a father. Basically, I mean, I know they're a little bit older. Yeah, like I'm saying, I want him to get the help because for that reason, like I've developed a great relationship with my dad now he's gone through all the steps to fix himself he actually has a new family and he's doing great i love his kids i see him all the time now like i've told you but 
there was like 10 years there where I could I couldn't even fucking look at him until he made those steps to do those things. So for the healing process and like I'm not saying to get back with Britney, fuck that. I don't that's their problem. That's their that, yeah, yeah they, that's their business derogative. Uh, sorry, problem's not the right word, but um just for the sake of the kids, I hope he gets the help that he needs. No, exactly, because you want them to have their father present. Uh, you you want, you know, as big Brittany. of a piece of shit my dad was, him not be, until he. I'm glad he fixed. I'm glad he fixed the problems he needed, and is doing well. But like until he he did that, my life was kind of in shambles for about eight to ten years. So it's like that was a big step in him figure like you know figuring out his shit which also helped me figure out my shit i guess is what i'm yeah to say. and i mean I, I guess i can say i mean i'm just speaking probably out of anger or whatever but uh you're you're a better man than me because if i were ever in your shoes uh growing up i don't know if i would have ever talked to my dad again um, yeah no yeah. no and it's it's understandable because i didn't for years and it took a long time and him proving himself like 10 years isn't a fucking short trip you know what i mean so no. it's like no there's um, there's a lot of things that stick with you forever there's certain oh yeah that's that's a thing there's things that'll be with me for the rest of my life that i'll never be able to shake that could have easily been avoidable and that's where like, like i rescued a dog a few years ago right um mm -hmm. whenever I, as a male, would go pet him. He would flinch. I rescued him from a kill shelter. Um, and every time I would go to pet him, he would flinch. You know, female, he wouldn't flinch. He'd let it happen. So it's, it's, I mean, I'm not comparing women to dogs by any means, but like you, you, you can probably start to like that. That's one thing you don't really want Brittany or the kids to have to worry about. Yeah. Oh, like Luchich, this is stupid of me. So, no, say. okay. How was explained uh, to me, dude, like when I was going through group therapy and stuff like that, is until the healing process starts or, you know, he helps himself or whatever it is, you're constantly going to have a, 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 like a head over your shoulder, like looking behind your back. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, exactly. And, and October was actually. Granted, it happened in November and mm -hmm. October was Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And you saw on like any a lot of social media platforms, you would see on 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 Instagram, on TikToks, women talking about their experiences and sharing it. And it literally made me sick to my stomach. And it's just like she's going to be traumatized. They're going to be traumatized going in like they could be dating. They could marry the best guy ever, but it's going to stick with them forever. It's going to be in the back of their mind. They're going to be like, all right, well, so, something's going on. Like, I don't deserve this. Yeah. Constantly doubting yourself. Change, you know, stuff like that. And it breaks yeah. my heart for women because let, let's let's be – if I'm being honest in my shoes right now, I, I, I would be a terrible broad. I should have said broad. Sorry. I would be <laughs> a terrible woman because – my wife is carrying our child right now. She's seven months pregnant. God bless her. And she not only that, she has to put up with me every night. <laughs> me I, when I, I come down to Boston. I blacked out playing video games with you guys the other night. And I said, <laughs> I'm <laughs> Third <laughs> but, overtime. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So she has to put up with me. She has to grow our little baby. She has a full-time job. We have bills, everything to pay. I was talking to Misha about this earlier today. If and I, I've talked about Shan, I've talked about Tanya, I've talked about it with you guys before. If it weren't for her and her calendar and her system, I'd be so fucking lost in life. I forget yeah. everything. I'm a very forgetful person. I forget a lot of shit because I have so much going on in my life as far as businesses and everything else. Like I have a lot going on. So it's like, especially this time of year, I tend to forget about a lot. Like I was worried that I wasn't even going to make the pod tonight, but yeah, you don't even text me back. I even <laughs> fucking passed up Bruins tickets tonight. Club seats, baby. Um, so change I'll text you back. You fuck cock, but no, <laughs> it, it's, I, I could never be, a woman, I would be miserable. Oh, me either. So, yeah, the fact that men think they have the audacity to lay their fingers on a fucking woman is disgusting. Oh, yeah, it's it's dude, it's, it's insane. And that's it, like to round it all up and to give it a final note here scars heal, but they never go away. You know what exactly. I mean? Yep. And and these kids are gonna have to deal with this for the rest of their life. And I just hope to God that. Everyone can come out this with a positive outlook on life because, like I said, it's fucking tough. And it took me years to get to where I am today. And I couldn't have done it without people like you and Sully and Mel and, you know, um, family and friends that have got me through it. So like, that happened in the time of your life when you didn't even know us and you're still obviously. Yeah, it still fucking affects me today. And. You know, it like like we'll wrap a bow on this, but yeah, I just I just hope that it, it's inexcusable, and I hope everyone gets the help they need. Yes, exactly, and that's that's you don't all fucking put about. your hand on women. You don't put no. your hand on anybody. Matter of fact, so unless they touch your wife or your daughters, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's the green light. Yeah, or they the touch Matt Potter. How big of a mammoth that guy is, and the beatdown. That's he's the down. that's like, my fucking thing. Like, you, I hate. You already see the like. You know, he's been doing it for years. Look at the NA. That he needs help. This doesn't have to do with playing he hockey. Does. This has to do with being a shitty person, and yep. it sucks that it came out now. But you know. Hey, nip, nip, you know, I shouldn't say nip it in the butt, but take care of business on his end, on the family's yeah. end. Everyone, I hope everyone finds peace one day. I hope mm -hmm. the NHL does the right fucking thing by never letting him play in another yeah. NHL game ever again. Yeah. And if they fumble this, man, I'm going to like my respect with Batman is, I mean, see, it's and there's no, and there's no feeling sorry for him because there's, I don't at all. You, you you make your bed you, yeah like you yeah, make your bed that. you lay in oh, it yeah but it's crazy because like you hear him with jack and brick when he was injured on the intermission report you hear him on podcasts like he could have clearly had a media personality gig in the nhl after he retired and it's just insane to me that men will will think that they can do this and get away with it like plain and yeah. simple you know what i mean like you have you had a career set up for you post career it, it just it baffles me it baffles me that people can make these stupid decisions oh. and you know it, i'm not like it just it's insane and 
and I hope to God he doesn't blame it on the alcohol because that's yeah, that's that chicken. cop out bullshit. Yeah, that's like chicken yeah. shit cop out. So no, guess what? Alcohol just brings out the feelings that you had when you were sober. Yeah, was it um, liquid courage? Drunk, drunken thoughts speak sober mind or something exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, something like right. that. Physically exactly. as well, maybe. But to, to to spin zone out of this, San Jose's wearing their teal helmets with us tonight. I like it. I kind of like it. It's like our chill team. We need to do that more often. I don't mm-hmm. like the white on white. But granted, I think the Bruins. Oh no, Bruins wear white on the road too. Bruins will. Yeah, I think original six teams. That kind of reminds me. Before we end this, that reminds me of the Mark Savard days when he would rock a black helmet, white chin strap, white helmet. Yeah, black. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking love! I do that. I got a black helmet and a uh, white chin. Dude, strap. I rock a fucking Minnesota Golden Gophers helmet. Yeah, just to fucking take a shit in your house. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <Bill> <laughs> mache, but <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Well, let's try to end on a good note. You got some exciting news. You're finally everyone, without giving ob- obviously too much detail, but. What you needed to take care of, you needed to take care of for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I can now that mom's doing better. My, my mom had surgery on her thyroid. She has a lot of autoimmune diseases. So she's got celiac disease, Graves' disease. They all just gang up on her um, from previous illnesses. And she had a surgery getting her thyroids worked on or removed. Like, honestly, not that great of a son i don't really remember all the details but she pretty much got her neck slit open to uh fix the problem that she's got going on so i was staying with her um if you've been following the brett moving saga it's been up and down up and down but i finally put the down payment on the place i'm moving into my house um on sunday and Things are just looking up. I got my new job moving on Sunday. I was hoping not to come down to Boston next weekend, but unfortunately with my new job, I'm unable to work that out. Um, what but game yeah, are you man. trying to come down here for? Just my next, I was supposed to come down next Thursday on my birthday and then stay till Sunday. So we were going to go to the Arizona game, but honestly it didn't really work for you. It didn't really work for Marissa. It didn't really work. Yeah. It didn't work on the ninth, right? The seventh. Yeah, I knew that. I was just testing you. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it, we'll be recording on your birthday, baby. I know. So I'm gonna get fucked up. Might fucking get <laughs> some. No, nah, never mind. Yeah, I'll drop some shrooms. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we're waiting on a bunch of shit. If you're close with me, you know that. If you've been on the pod listening, you you know that all the up and downs I've been going through the past couple months, but. Things are finally starting to come together. Um, you know, we're in the up and up, trying to get Boosie down in January to see that Bruins Centennial um, exhibit at what's it called the Hockey Hall of Fame. Apparently, Melkov is going to be coming down at some point. So we're thriving oh. right now. I'll be down in March again, hopefully sooner. I might just fucking, if you come down, I might just, or come up, I might just come back down with you for a couple days. But, well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Either way, the boys are buzzing. Brett's finally in a good headspace. He's doing good. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, dude. Fuck yeah, baby. It's been a long time coming, but. 
it's it's been what a long two fucking months for you basically three uh, months dude. three months yes i was gonna say other than boston i slept dude, in a have. bed and then i've slept in a bed here at my mom's when we got her moved to her not her new place but her place well, that was getting when renovated you, when you got to my place uh last month or I, a few weeks ago or yeah last month yeah um, it was your first time like showering with legit water pressure oh yeah yeah showering yeah because i was in the trailer park fucking that was another thing too dude it was jokes being at the trailer park because like my mom's place was getting renovated and i was helping her out uh post-surgery and all that stuff but it cut to a point where your fella just needs a real shower with some pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was like I was saying to you guys, I was getting to rip the quad around, you know, the, the four wheeler and all that stuff. And I was fishing out by the waters, cottage living. But it got to a point where you want to get back to civilizations a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, fucking rights, baby. But I'm happy for you. I'm happy for Thanks, brother. I'm happy for your mom that she's feeling better at getting back on her feet. Yeah. You know, dude, she's such a fucking. She's she's dude, like in the conspiracies and all this other shit. It's fucking now that she's doing better. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, just listening to the some of the shit she says is so funny. Oh my god, oh, uh, god. it's good to be back and like you know that's like I said getting family time in now won't necessarily get as much during the holiday season, but I'm all fammed up. I'm ready to get back to the real world fucking rights baby i love that for you but ladies and gentlemen that'll wrap it up for episode number 60 Ooh. oh um, 69's coming up we should do something special we should have a live stream dude i was gonna say we should fuck but i'm down for a live uh, stream, so. on live stream i could fly yeah. down yeah fucking right <laughs> nine weeks actually already. 69 yeah. What is that? Nine weeks from now, I might be in Boston. Or I may. Be oh in no, 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 no! It'll I be end know. of February. Yeah, I might be in Boston. Anyways, we'll figure it out. Okay. We'll do some fun for the 69th episode. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have Marty the Mitchell as Yeah, get that man thing go out. <laughs> Show me well, that cock, baby. Been- we appreciate you guys. Sorry about last week, but shout out to Bobby for holding down the fort a 16-minute phenomenal Bobby's we, Corner. I was going to say, going forward, we might do that with holidays because Boosie's yeah, got a busy... Yeah, we didn't even tell him. I'm like, yeah. we didn't even put out an announcement or anything. Honestly, that was on me because I went out with the nephew uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Wow, um, dude. You've known this guy two years. Wow. Yeah, well, <laughs> actually, no, it's the same as you, right? Or no, yeah. I don't need longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you can take it up with no, him. <laughs> but, kick the shit out um, yeah, holidays. I mean, obviously, there's just a lot, you, you're running around a lot, seeing all the families and shit like that. But, um, so that was on me. Credit to me for owning up to that. So, yeah, I'm credit, dude. What a man I am, but. Yeah, no, so sorry about that. No no real announcement, whatever. But I was like, you know what? Bobby sent me his corner. I didn't even, I kind of fucked up over Bobby. It was a good corner. I'm like, I'm just going to post it. And it's still, it's still got a lot of downloads. So, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Who wouldn't fucking? I mean, Shan is fucking shitting on me every week. I only listen to that podcast because of fucking, because of fucking Bobby Tripod. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. She's wow. Left I got a bone to pick with Chan. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, we'll come down in February or actually she's going to Toronto in March. I'll go there. Yeah, I'm supposed to meet her there. Not yeah. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, that'll wrap it up for episode numero six zero. However, you say that in Spanish. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We love y'all. Stay cool. Till next time. Peace. Go Bruins, bitch. Jealousy, tiny, sexy, tiny.